Chapter 30, Part 1 of The Wonderful Adventures of Nils by Selma Lagerlof, translated by Velma Swanston Howard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia. A Day in Halsingland, A Large Green Leaf, Thursday, June 16th. The following day the boy travelled over Halsingland. It spread beneath him with new pale green shoots on the pine trees, new birch leaves in the groves, new green grass in the meadows, and sprouting grain in the fields. It was a mountainous country, but directly through it ran a broad light valley, from either side of which branched other valleys, some short and narrow, some broad and long. This land resembles a leaf, thought the boy, for it's as green as a leaf, and the valleys subdivide it in about the same way as the veins of a leaf are foliated. The branch valleys, like the main one, were filled with lakes, rivers, farms, and villages. They snuggled, light and smiling, between the dark mountains until they were gradually squeezed together by the hills. There they were so narrow that they could not hold more than a little brook. On the high land between the valleys there were pine forests which had no even ground to grow upon. There were mountains standing all about, and the forest covered the whole like a woolly hide stretched over a bony body. It was a picturesque country to look down upon, and the boy saw a good deal of it, because the eagle was trying to find the old fiddler, Clement Larson, and flew from ravine to ravine looking for him. A little later in the morning there was life and movement on every farm. The doors of the cattle sheds were thrown wide open, and the cows were let out. They were prettily colored, small, supple, and sprightly, and so sure-footed that they made the most comic leaps and bounds. After them came the calves and sheep, and it was plainly to be seen that they, too, were in the best of spirits. It grew livelier every moment in the farmyards. A couple of young girls with knapsacks on their backs walked among the cattle, a boy with a long switch kept the sheep together, and a little dog ran in and out among the cows, barking at the ones that tried to gore him. The farmer hitched a horse to a cart loaded with tubs of butter, boxes of cheese, and all kinds of eatables. The people laughed and chattered. They and the beasts were alike merry, as if looking forward to a day of real pleasure. A moment later all were on their way to the forest. One of the girls walked in the lead and coaxed the cattle with pretty musical calls. The animals followed in a long line. The shepherd-boy and the sheep-dog ran hither and thither to see that no creature turned from the right course, and last came the farmer and his hired man. They walked beside the cart to prevent its being upset, for the road they followed was a narrow, stony forest path. It may have been the custom for all the peasants in Halsingland to send their cattle into the forests on the same day, or perhaps it only happened so that year. 
At any rate, the boy saw how processions of happy people and cattle wandered out from every valley and every farm and rushed into the lonely forest, filling it with life. From the depths of the dense woods the boy heard the shepherd maiden's songs and the tinkle of the cowbells. Many of the processions had long and difficult roads to travel, and the boy saw how they tramped through marshes, how they had to take roundabout ways to get past windfalls, and how, time and again, the carts bumped against stones and turned over with all their contents. But the people met all the obstacles with jokes and laughter. In the afternoon they came to a cleared space where cattle sheds and a couple of rude cabins had been built. The cows mooed with delight as they tramped on the luscious green grass in the yards between the cabins, and at once began grazing. The peasants, with merry chatter and banter, carried water and wood and all that had been brought in the carts into the larger cabin. Presently smoke rose from the chimney, and then the dairymaids, the shepherd boy, and the men squatted upon a flat rock and ate their supper. Gorgo the eagle was certain that he should find Clement Larson among those who were off for the forest. Whenever he saw a stock farm procession, he sank down and scrutinized it with his sharp eyes, but hour after hour passed without his finding the one he sought. After much circling around, toward evening they came to a stony and desolate tract east of the great main valley. There the boy saw another outlying stock farm under him. The people and the cattle had arrived, the men were splitting wood, and the dairymaids were milking the cows. "'Look there,' said Gorgo. "'I think we've got him.' He sank, and to his great astonishment the boy saw that the eagle was right. There indeed stood little Clement Larson chopping wood. Gorgo alighted on a pine tree in the thick woods a little away from the house. "'I have fulfilled my obligation,' said the eagle, with a proud toss of his head. "'Now you must try and have a word with the man. I'll perch here at the top of the thick pine and wait for you.'" End of Chapter 30, Part 1 Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia